0: Your, your, your asana is not yoga, your meditation is not yoga, and your pranayama is not yoga. So let's not all trip out on that or whatever, but these are all tools and techniques to get us into a yogic state.
1: Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dharma Talk. I'm your host, Henry Winslow, and this is episode number 68. You just heard a clip from my interview with a fellow podcaster and yoga teacher, Danny Pomploon. This conversation was a lot of fun to have, and I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I did having it. The reason why is Danny just keeps it real. He has a sense of humor and lightness about yoga and his teaching, despite having a very heavy background. He's been able to use yoga as a way to transform his own personal darkness into a method of healing for other people. And the other reason I think this conversation was so fun is that Danny is a pro at having them. He also hosts a podcast called the Yogi Misfit Sessions. So if you like listening to yoga people talk to one another, and I'm guessing you do since you listen to Dharma Talk, then you might like to check out his podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts, etc., 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 Now, we do talk a bit about podcasting and why we like it so much, but that's not all we cover in this episode. Mm. Danny shares his personal background, recovering from addiction and a suicide attempt through the acceptance of a yoga community. He talks about why, contrary to popular opinion, yoga, in fact, is about the destination, not just the journey. He shares a short and powerful journaling routine that you can implement every morning to get connected to your mind, body, and spirit, and he shares his four pillars of interacting in the world as a teacher and a human, and a few ways you can go deeper with him from near or far. All of that is coming up very soon. Please just stay tuned through these announcements, and we'll dive into my interview with Danny Pomploon. Hey yogis, I've got a bunch of events coming up both in New York City and also on the travel schedule and I hope you can join me for some of these. The big one that I'm really excited about right now is my one year anniversary yoga party. A year ago, I made the decision to take on a vegan diet, plant-based diet, and I'm celebrating that by hosting a benefit class where 25% of proceeds will be donated to the Woodstock Farm Sanctuary in upstate New York and support their efforts to provide love and care to animals rescued from industrial slaughter. But this is not going to be just any regular yoga class. It's also going to be a pizza party with delicious plant-based vegan food provided by Screamer's Pizzeria, Koku, which is a cultured coconut dessert, and we're gonna raffle off prizes from some of my other favorite plant-based brands like Keats Co. Plant Bites, Future Kind, the essential vegan multivitamin, and Ideal Raw, which makes organic plant-based protein. This event is happening on Saturday, August seventeenth, from five to eight thirty p.m. at Lighthouse Yoga School. Apart from the vegan anniversary event, I've also got a handstand workshop coming up at Lighthouse. Rocket Yoga masterclasses happening at Pure Yoga West, and travel dates set for Frisco, Texas, outside of Dallas, Austin, Texas, and Bucerías, Mexico. You can get all the details for these events and sign up at henrywins.com slash events. What's your purpose? What's your vision? What mark will you leave on this planet long after you're gone? I'm Henry Winslow, and you're listening to Dharma Talk, the only podcast where I interview inspirational yogis on how they're changing the world in their own unique ways. Whether you're still searching for your purpose or already walking the path, I hope these stories get you excited to live your dharma. Hello Dharma Talk community and welcome back to another episode. Today I have my friend and fellow podcaster Danny Pamploon on the line. Danny turned to yoga when there was nothing left. Just when he needed it most, yoga met him where he was, not judging him but demanding his attention. Now, as a teacher, Danny prioritizes fun, function, and authenticity, and he hopes to lead students to a greater appreciation, not only for what the body is capable of, but also for how their practice can support them at even the most trying times. Danny, what's up? How are you doing? Thank you for coming on the show.
0: Thank you for having me. Um, As we discussed just before we started to record the show, I am doing okay. There is a high probability of me doing even better once this cup of coffee is in my system.
1: <laughs> and, and, and what is the progress at this point?
0: Uh, we're about a third of the way down. That's not too bad because we've only been talking for like maybe five minutes. So I'm doing I'm doing okay.
1: Yeah, you're doing pretty well. That's that's a good pace. Although I will I have we can...
0: to, we'll have to say the best part about my cup of coffee this morning is um,
1: the mic My coffee cup <laughs> says black like your heart (laughs) is is that your heart or my heart or the hearts of the listeners of dharma talk that's the real question
0: well it's got a cute little teddy bear on it which is even funnier
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice danny we start these conversations always with the same opening question so i want to give that one to you what does the word dharma mean to you and what is your dharma as you understand it today um
0: uh, I mean, the simplest way that I would put it is purpose. You know, the thing that I'm supposed to fulfill this lifetime, the thing that um, I am in tuned with the universe with this lifetime to to uh, to set out and do. That's the that's I guess the simplest form of the answer is what I would say is that's that's dharma to me. Um, and what my dharma is in this this my dharma in this moment is to finish this cup of coffee. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's definitely something to be said for like when we ask ourselves these questions. It can be very grandiose, and you can hold this super like ambitious, high vision. But what you said, I know, is like half joking. But being here for what's happening right now can be so powerful. Like, I mean, that's part of what we're doing with yoga too.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that absolutely. It's absolutely. It's being in the moment for sure. I, I would say, in all honesty, though, my, my dharma is. Um, I, I do believe that my Dharma is to be a teacher and I do believe that my Dharma is to shift and change perspective and and uh, and and open up a different lens or maybe provide an opportunity to open up a different lens for uh, for people to live more connected to themselves to step away from you know, the stories and the drama and the shame spirals and the spirals in general, you know, and remember that like your two feet are right here right now. And you, you know, there's, there's no need to go anywhere else with it, but just, you know, we're right here. And I think once we get to that point where, you know, we start to recognize we're right here, that's where, that's where the magic happens. We get to realize that it's no longer about us, that we have this opportunity to be in alignment, not only physically, but you know, emotionally and you know spiritually, or whatever you want to call it, and and when when we're there, it gives us an opportunity to realize, you know, we can help others. So,
1: awesome, yeah. Um, I I love this emphasis that you put on seeing things differently, because I know that this is something that you live, not only have lived in your past in bringing you to the path of yoga, but also something that you continue to do. Um, you know, from our previous chats, and also from from hearing you speak to other people. I know that you take a new teacher training every single year. I think that's super admirable and and a cool way to practice that, like changing your perspective, stepping out of your own routine and continuing to challenge yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I think I'll always be a forever student. I think it's important. I, I mean, the the biggest thing that I see is that there are a lot of teachers who kind of just go out there and they just teach and they repeat the same crap over and over. And I'm, I just I have no time for that bullshit. I think that if you're going to be teaching, then you need to stay up with the times, um, and you need to, you know, you need to educate student first in anything. I just graduated a group of. of Twenty this past weekend. And the one thing that I said was like, you know, like you're always a student first. And once you start to lose your studentship, you need to stop teaching and start like start studying again. It's important. Mm
1: -hmm. Totally. I agree with you. Let's hear about um, the earlier days for you. You mentioned some shame cycles, shame spirals that um, sounds like it comes from firsthand experience. So what kind of challenges did you face coming up in the world? And how did yoga fall into your path to kind of see your way through it?
0: Yeah. I mean, the easiest, the the short answer is, you know, the stories, I feel like I've told the story a million times and every time it's, every time it's always a little bit different, but, you know, I had um, a really rough upbringing. My mom was a, um, a, an, a drug addict and struggled with that for a really long time um, till, till the end of her life. And my father was very absent and, you know, like our parents do the best with what they've got, you know, they're not, they're, they're not equipped, you know, in life just as we are, are not equipped in life all the time. Um, and so I, I moved out with a really, really, really uh, uh, discombobulated emotional mind and heart. You know, when you're six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, and your parents have anger and addiction, and da 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 da, da you don't know how to emotionally deal with that as a kid. So you just store it, and it turns into trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I left home when I was 16 and basically started living uh, in the streets and, you know, hustling as a kid for for money and, you know, fast forward that life into about, uh, I think it was uh, like 18 when I took my first yoga class. Um, And I didn't really get it. Like, you know, I was like, okay, cool. I was actually... (laughs) I actually took this yoga class because I was trying to impress somebody that I liked.
1: <laughs> That's not too uncommon, I don't think.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to like. I was really into this guy. He was super, you know, like he was every. I was 18, and I was just like in love. And so I was like, "Oh, I want to do yoga with you too." Yes. Um, could have been under underwater basket weaving, and I would have been like, "Yeah, I'll do that. It's gonna be great."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've I've always had a secret passion for basket weaving. You didn't I know that?
0: No, really. Wait, Henry, not this me. is not me. <laughs> this is this is so, oh, I thought you. I was going to say we have so much in common. <laughs> um, no, but so uh, so I kind of you know I, I dabbled in yoga is what I like to say. I was a, a tourist, um, and, and then I had a partner uh, when I was about twenty five that had passed away um, of AIDS, and I you know it was the first time I would ever really lost. Someone that I had ever been that connected to, someone that I'd really let into you know I, like we use the word authentically a little too much, I think sometimes, but i that I authentically let in like to see me through and through that knew my pain that knew my struggle, that knew my insecurities and my fears, and you know a person was taken away from me and and I just went off the deep end and i i was i mean I was using like it was going out of style, and you know i I had a failed suicide and you know the suicide. Pretty much, it caused the people around me to to shake me up a bit, and um, I was introduced to yoga again. It's where it came back. Um, there was a little yoga studio that just opened up uh, around the corner from my house, and uh, the options were move out of my apartment, which I couldn't do because I couldn't afford to live anywhere else, and no one else was gonna. My roommate at the time, no one else was gonna deal with my bullshit and start doing yoga or uh, or or start doing yoga and so i started doing yoga
1: that was an ultimatum from your your friends who intervened
0: but pretty much it was like go do something that you love again you know like go i was right. I, 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 I was been pretty physical i wouldn't say i'm like a, a like a diehard athlete but i've always loved movement you know and whether that's dance or yoga or surfing or you know boarding or you know i, I just i love moving um and yeah i started uh, i started uh, you know, practicing yoga for a little bit. And that kind of led to naturally, because I had to go to yoga so much, I couldn't drink as much because I couldn't be hungover, and then go to like go to yoga wouldn't work. So it really pulled back on some of the drinking. And um, I hated it at first, I didn't really love it. I didn't love, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I thought all these people were very cultish. They were using words like compassion and you know, like
1: authenticity. Self-
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, shut up, you hippies. Like, God, like, ugh, good, great. Good for you. You're bendy. Awesome. Like it just seemed very fake. And what I, you know, in retrospect, when you reflect on that, I just wasn't there yet. I wasn't there to meet them on their level. And so, I, you know, anything that we don't understand um, and anything that we fear, we tend to make fun of and push away. Obviously it's, it's, it's human permission to be human. Right. Right. Um, And so, um, you know, I was working there for a bit, I quit one bar job that was not the healthiest for me. And, you know, and because of it, I couldn't practice yoga anymore, I couldn't afford it. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was like, I went up to one of my favorite teachers. And um, it's like, you know, it's been a great journey. And I, I can't really do this anymore. I can't afford it. And she looked at me, and she was like, you can scrub toilets and get free yoga. And I wasn't above it, you know. So I was—I uh, was a toilet scrubber for like nine months. I scrubbed toilets at a studio three nights a week, and I was really fucking good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had this group of people that had taken me in when I didn't feel like there was anyone else around, and they just accepted me and loved me. And you know, it was—it was the first time I had experienced community in that—that that light in that shade and um and so i did and then i moved up the ranks i like became in charge of the toilet scrubbers you know moving on up yeah moving on up in the world yeah so and then i ordered supplies and then eventually they moved me to front desk and like you know, this is pretty good um that's and, a pretty
1: structured hierarchy for a yoga studio i have to say
0: yeah i mean you know it kind of just like naturally like they yeah. were like well you can do this now and you can do this now and i didn't realize what they were doing until after it was done but towards the end of it, they were like, so we've got this teacher training program. And I was like, nope, <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Good, good for you and good for your program. <laughs> um, and they were like, we'd really like you to do this. And I was like, no, that's great. I would I'd really like for you guys not to ask me to do this ever again. Um,
1: where do you think that resistance came from? Change. Yeah.
0: No, you know, probably subliminally, subliminally, I knew it was going to be good for me and I didn't want that. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Well, I mean, that's asking yourself to do the work, you know. And who who wants to do the work? (laughs) It's it's the worst, you know, to sit there and reflect and say like, "Wow, I'm being an asshole right now." I've been an asshole in life. Like that's rough, and it's really hard. And it's really it's a lot easier to just bypass all of that and not do any of that instead and call it a day. But Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, I resisted and they were like, well, you know, we're actually not doing the, the cleaning program anymore. And so like, if you want your free yoga, you get three months of free yoga while you do this program or four months or whatever it was. And so I signed up and did it and I still didn't get it. And towards the end of it, they were like, so you're going to start teaching yoga, um, you know, Saturdays at noon. And I was like, no, I I don't, you are not listening. You haven't been, I don't want to be a yoga teacher. And they're like, great. So we'll see you Saturday at 11 so that we can teach you how to open the studio. And I was like, all right, Saturday at 11. Great. I'll be there. And, uh, yeah, you know, I started teaching and didn't really, I didn't understand it. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just regurgitating the same crap that I learned in teacher training. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, a few, it was like maybe like a year and a half into it where I had decided that I needed to take a little break from drinking and, uh, doing a bunch of drugs. And lo and behold, Henry, Surprise, surprise, what happens when you don't drink a lot and when you don't do a bunch of drugs, you get clarity. Believe it or not. Truth. Yeah, it's kind of weird. No distractions and being grounded really lets you think clearly.
1: (laughs) You know, um, what's, what's interesting about this story is that the whole time going through it, you did have this nagging resistance that was like, making you vocally say you don't want to keep going. Like first Mm -hmm. I can't afford to do this, to continue doing yoga. So sorry, I got to back out then. No, I don't want to be a teacher. Okay, fine. I'll show up and I'll open the studio, whatever. But despite what you were saying, there was a little quieter voice clearly that was pulling you forward. Mm -hmm. This is a really good reminder for anyone who's teaching. 'Cause you talk you also talked about like, you know, when you first started, you didn't get it. You didn't see what people were talking about, how it was related to doing weird shapes and flexibility exercises from what it looked like from the outside. But even if it didn't make total sense, there was still enough of a pull there for you to continue forward.
0: Yeah. You know, it um it just it it, it held me. And I had never felt that before in my life. You know, I, I'd never felt that kind of support. And that, I think it's really important that, you know, everyone, and maybe this is me projecting, but this is how I feel about it. Your, your your asana is not yoga. Your meditation is not yoga. And your pranayama is not yoga. So let's not all trip out on that or whatever. And that's not to take away from any of that, because I think there's a lot of beauty that happens when you put the work into shapes, when you put the work into breathing, when you put the work into being quiet. But these are all tools and techniques to get us into a yogic state. This is a way to get us into, you know, our, you know, what you want to call it highest self, your connection to the divine, your godliness, your, you know, connection to the earth, whatever it is that you want to call it. These tools help us get to a yogic state. Yoga isn't necessarily just the asana, right? They're all parts of this process, mm-hmm. and because I was doing parts of the process, I was able to experience, you know, these little glimpses of yoga. I was able to experience, you know, these these parts where I felt so connected and so dialed in, and so, you know, what I refer to as channel one when you don't have static and when you're not like operating from a place of anxiety or fear or whatever it is where you're just like boom i'm right here i'm right now i'm grounded and that's what it was able to do for me you know and and it got me you know got me to the point where i could stop drinking for a little bit because i realized whoa like i'm having these these bits of of clarity i think i need more of that Mm -hmm.
1: right we're going deep right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, something that you see often—bring uh, <laughs> like a life in,
0: jacket, folks! Bring a life jacket.
1: <laughs> something you see often in like, uh, uh, like in the digital world and Instagram conversations and stuff is like, yoga is not a destination; it's the journey. But you know what? If you look at the Yoga Sutras and <laughs> yeah, look at bullshit. the foundational texts, it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's both a process. It is a systematic process, yeah. but it's also the final state, the Samadhi. One, like yoga there, and Samadhi is, are synonyms.
0: Yeah. There is nothing, there is nothing more goal oriented than yoga. Like yeah, there's no, there's, there's, look at the teachings, right? And whether you're going into, you know, like Samkhya or whether you're going into Tantra or whatever, like you're, you are getting, the idea is that you're trying to get somewhere. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and there are a lot of different interpretations out there for what that final destination is. Right. So what is, what is yours? I mean, you've spoken a little bit about it, about this channel one idea, but. If you were to describe an ideal destination for your yoga practice, what, what is that?
0: More Instagram likes. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Is that, that, oh, wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Press handstand. Press handstand. Is that right? Okay,
1: fine. Fine. Did I get it?
0: Did I I get it right? Okay, good.
1: Yeah. Ding, ding, ding.
0: (laughs) That's sarcasm. Just in case no one knows. Um, I don't know. I think the uh, you know the end goal for me is to. Oh man, it's such a loaded question. The end goal for me is to continue to have this, you, you know, awakening of, of reflection. You know, continuing to better myself and to liberate myself so that there is a, you know. I mean, if we want to kind of tie this back in, so that I can really step into my dharma and help others do the same. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that um ultimate consciousness comes through service, service to others. And yeah, we still have to participate in 3D reality doesn't mean that you are totally disconnected from your from your ego and sense of, and sense of distinguished separate self, mm-hmm. but we can still be in the collective consciousness by seeing other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean I, absolutely and I think, you know, it's nice to remember, and I, I I love this quote. I say it all the time, but like it's it's nice to remember. and It's nice to hear and to remind ourselves. Like at the end of the day, we're all just trying to walk each other home. And I think this is that Ramdas. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I nice. believe so. Yeah, I love it. Um, and I, I think the sooner that we can realize that and step into that, the the you know the the better place we'll be in. And, and like you know, for for all of us listening, like and 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 walking this path or whatever like permission to be human we permission to live in your city permission to live in in the distractions of worldly things permission to you know throw all this shit to the side for a little bit and and be like i'm just going to be a human today and not you know always be on the spiritual path and and, mm-hmm. and let go and and you know you got to do that otherwise it's it's, it's just going to be boring and you're going to resent it and it's going to be i don't know for for me that would be I, I like to be a realist about it you know what i mean
1: yeah 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 and you know we're we're not renunciates we're we're householders in in the language of the of the text you know so yeah we gotta we gotta participate
0: in our daily lives <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely
1: Danny what does your current yoga practice look like um when we're talking about the tools you know not not the ultimate destination but what <laughs> does it actually look and feel like on a day-to-day as I know that you've continued to you know impress upon yourself different teachings right. and styles from lots of people
0: i actually um i don't do yoga i've i've just seen it in a video and then i took that <laughs> training and uh that's pretty much enough i oh yeah okay wear, i wear mala beads does that count
1: oh yeah yeah i, I like those that, that's like a, that's the thing that you put around your neck to make you look like a, a pretty mm-hmm. influencer mm-hmm. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and then sometimes i'll um i'll take pictures with like nag Champa burning in the background just so you know we get the whole feel and the vibe
1: it's all about vibes
0: yeah it's all about vibes um (laughs) this is going really good um (laughs) (laughs) it depends you know that's my answer on a lot of things um it depends i for a long time was an ashtanga practitioner and so that was like a really big part of my practice and then uh, as i got older and my body you know started to say that it wasn't ready for certain things and and ready for others um sitting was really really hard for me for a while and now sitting is a bigger part of my practice than not um journaling is actually a big part of my practice the actual like svidyaya like self-study and reflection is a huge part of my practice right now um and then there's asana as well but i normally do uh it's called like my little recipe and and it's my it's sadhana that i do every day so my little uh my little uh practice looks like a lot of sitting in the morning for about some days it's five minutes and some days it's 45 minutes and it really just depends um, and then I'll do a little bit of pranayama, and then I will do some journaling for sure. And, uh, and then I will do movement, but it's not like flow-based or any of that. It's the sensation where I close my eyes and I just inquire what wants to move, what doesn't want to move, how is that injury feeling, what is this going to feel like if I move this instead, And so it's very slow, which is really weird because I am like, that's not my ammo in life. My ammo in life is like, let's go, let's get it done. light speed, boom, let's make it happen.
1: Yeah, hustler Uh, since age 16.
0: Yeah, totally. You got it like, I ain't got time to waste. I got shit to do and I'm walking with a purpose. Get out of my way. And, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe call it 35 or just what's going on in in the world. But like, I am more inclined to want to go a little bit slower and to move a little bit slower and to savor the 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 moments that I have um and then you know and then and then I do practice you know 5 days 6 days a week um and sometimes that's at home with some of my favorite teachers online um and a lot of it you know I'm I'm you know hashtag #blessed to um, be, uh, living in the city of San Francisco. And so we've got some really incredible and, you know, who I like to think are some of the best teachers in the world. Um, you know, I get to practice with Janet Stone, who is just a, a treat and an angel and Annie carpenters appear and, uh, let's see how many more names I can drop. Um, <laughs> drop them, drop them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. You know, there's Jason Crandall and Stephanie Snyder. We, we've got some really great, inspiring teachers here in the city, and you know, and even some of our local teachers are, are really great. And I love to go and, and peruse uh, their classes as well. You know, my favorite thing is to do actually in public classes these days is go hang out with my friends. So I'll go and support like my yo- y- local yoga teachers and just Josh around in their class all the time. Like I just, mm-hmm. I will purposely like tap them with my feet or, you know, <laughs> make funny faces at them or like, yeah, just be silly. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I love that because I love when my friends are in class, you know?
1: Totally. Yeah. It feels good. And a big part of the the benefit of being in a group class versus practicing on your own is is being in a community. It feels, it's fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's 100%. Yes. Yes.
1: I'd like to hear a little bit more about um, if you're willing to share about how you structure your journaling. Are you asking yourself like regular questions or is it more free form?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I actually, um, so I just bought this journal recently that I love. I'm obsessed with it, and I forget. God, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I feel like it was an Instagram, an Instagram influencer that posted about it, and I was like, I gotta go get that.
1: You got influenced.
0: I I, I totally. Oh my god, <laughs> the, the paradox dime right now. What am I? My life is. I need a second cup of coffee. I'm losing it. <laughs> I got influenced. Um, there is this journal that is geared towards, uh, men and, and their mental health. And, and I don't know if you're aware of it and listeners, but there is a lot of issues with men and mental health because men are taught not to talk about feelings and things like that. And this journal is really cool. So I start this every day. Um, and it's a really simple question. It's how do you feel? What are your intentions for the day? Three things that you're grateful for, and then some free form. And the thing is, is like, and I, I used to do this beforehand. This is just a little more structured, but I always start with this three, this three point check-in and it's mind, body, and spirit. So where am I at? Like waking up today, what, what do I feel, right? Is it anxiety? Is it peace? Is it still trying to figure it out? You know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever emotional feeling, right? And then my body is just like that scan, that check-in. So like, you know, how is my body physically feeling in this moment? And then from there, what I do is I do a gratitude list. And I think this is important for anyone that's going to do a gratitude list. Do not do more than two or three things. More than two or three things, studies have shown that you're actually trying to just grasp for things, and that will actually cause it'll do the opposite. So it won't actually bring you gratitude. It won't help you appreciate because at that point, you're just trying to pull things out of thin air, right? So I'll sit and do a little gratitude list about two to three things. Um, And then from there, I'll just go on and just start writing about, you know, my day or where I'm at, you know, and and this process of being able to get what is happening um, upstairs in my dome out onto a piece of paper is great, but it also gives you permission to inquire and to contemplate and you know when I have that space to inquire and to con- to contemplate you know to, to see where my thoughts are at to get to see where my heart is at that's where the spirit part comes in it, that allows me to see where my connection to you know my mind and my body are and then that ultimately leads to a Dharma talk at some point um you know in class or you know whatever it is whether it's a, a blog post or something like that it's you know it's where I get to tune in
1: mm-hmm that's awesome I love that thank you for sharing and I'll just recap really quick how how do you feel both in your emotion and in your physical body what are your intentions for the day and then two or three things max that you're grateful for to keep yep. it true and natural and from there you can freeform it inquire contemplate and let your spirit do the talking
0: yeah because that's the setup for it you know what I mean like you get to like check in and then after you're like oh, okay I got this. here's where I'm at Let's talk, let, let me talk to myself about this.
1: Dope. Danny, talk to me about a moment, um, in your teaching career or in your practice where, um, where you hit a wall, like what was a conflict that you hit and what did you do to, to get through it?
0: Oh God. I think, a, like a, a big wall, like I never really hit walls in practice, um, Maybe I thought there were walls uh, like a long time ago, but, uh, you know, like it practices fluid, right? So it doesn't look like you've got to practice five days a week and you've got to do three hours of asana every single time and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes your practice is really heavy influence on asana and other times it is not. Other times it is like, you know, again, it could be meditation or pranayama or contemplation or whatever. There are so many different aspects of the yoga practice itself that it's not all just physical. That's a really, really, really tiny part. So, like, I guess maybe permission to be human in that and, like, fluctuate. Um, in teaching, I think the biggest wall that I've hit is, you know, you go through these, like, little growth spurts in teaching, right? Where you're, like, super jamming out about, you know, the newest thing that you've learned on, but integrating it, integrating it, into your like full on, like your, your brain and having to like process it and digest the information. There's a lot of times after every training where I'm like, what just happened? And I never want to do this again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's a, a real, um, like challenge of, of keeping up your teaching philosophy and the way that you have, like continuing to expose yourself into totally different, um, paradigms of, of thought on this, because yeah, if you want to actually use it to teach and share, then to a certain extent, you need to be able to fold it and integrate it into your existing philosophy. And I'm sure that's not always (laughs) easy.
0: No, and then you're like, why? Why am I doing? Like, why did I sign up for this? This is terrible. I just learned this other thing, and now there's new information out there. Like, why? You know.
1: But do you ever like take a training and you say, okay, I'm glad I saw this and I tried this, but this isn't for me. I'm not. I'm gonna leave this one.
0: Oh my god! Every single time. I've been in (laughs) trainings before. (laughs) Yeah. I've been in trainings before. I like. I am that per. Like, like Henry. I think you know me well enough at this point, where like I am not afraid to speak my mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm also not afraid to push the envelope not for the sake of pushing the envelope but like I'm gonna ask the questions because i I, I paid to be here and so I'm good that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna maximize my time and my value um, but I' have been in trainings before and been like actually this is wrong this is totally like there are certain things that can be fluid and there are certain things like your femur bone is your femur bone end of story um and have challenged teachers before and you know it, it's it's been really great because I've learned from them in in their facilitation and their reactions and things like that. Um, and I've also just been in trainings and been like, "I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't make any sense to me." And and this is why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Totally not. Yeah, it's it's fine because at the end of the day, you know, I know I'm right and they're wrong, and it's that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> right. Right.
0: I think the best part about all this is I'm making myself laugh. This is great. <laughs> this
1: is good. This is good. How's yeah. the coffee coming along?
0: It's oh no, we're doing great. We're uh three quarters of the way in.
1: Wow, you really savor that coffee.
0: Yeah, it's like I mean it's 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 at the cool down part now. You know, it's like it's starting to it's 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 past lukewarm, so it's 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 almost time to like guzzle. But yeah, it's it's I look forward to it, you know?
1: Well you could you could ice the rest and have it this afternoon if you really want to prolong the experience.
0: Ooh, that's fancy. on a tuesday morning wow that's good that's decadent
1: (laughs) what's going on in your future what's something uh exciting that you have coming up that you'd like to share um
0: god apart from the iced coffee of course uh well i mean that was it no the iced coffee um (laughs) Yeah, there's so much going on. There's always so much going on in the world of Danny Palmplune. There's always, you know, there's always a lot going on. I, there's, there's a few things that I'm really excited about. One, I just recently, uh, redid some of, I guess, you know, for the sake of, I don't want to call it branding, but it's called branding, I guess, my messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just refined it and I'm, I'm just so thrilled about it. Like, the way it looks and the way it sounds and what it means to me, I'm just super, I I feel like I've gotten to a point in my career, Henry, where I'm like, I get it. I know why I'm doing the thing that I'm doing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm like, oh, I love teaching yoga and I realize why I'm doing it. That's so cool, you know?
1: Yeah, like it's um, more specific. Like you have a...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're always, and I'm sure you have as well, yeah? Like you've determined, you know, your voice at one point and then your voice has shifted and changed and... I've gotten yeah, into it's this.
1: continuing to do so for sure. Yeah,
0: always, always. It, it should, you know. Um, yeah, but I've gotten to this like sweet spot where I'm like, I love this so much, and I like it, it. It's cool when you when you believe the shit that comes out of your mouth. It's a very, very, very beautiful experience when you're like in, when you're, <laughs> That's a nice when way you're of putting in, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think someone is, so there's a lot of people that just like blah 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 blah. You know, just for the sake of blah 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 blah.
1: Or blah, blah, uh, blah, because I heard blah, blah, blah somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And then that blah, blah, blah gets spread out to be some more blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the day, everyone's just blah, 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 blah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? But uh, yeah, I've just gotten to this really, it's just sweet. And it's like, I'm smiling right now as I'm like sitting here basking in the glory of it, you know? Love it. Um, so that I'm really excited about. And it's super simple, by the way, if anyone's curious. It's, uh, it's you know, just, it's community, strength, smart and heart and that's my four pillars of who i am as a being who i am as a teacher what my teachings are about the way that i live my day-to-day life the way that i interact with the world the way that i see the world the way that i see people like it's just it's kind of you know it's it's so cool i'm just so like jazzed about it
1: community strength smart heart yep nice yeah yep yeah pillars
0: yeah yeah they're not so bad huh and then um You know, next year I am leading a a 300 hour advanced training here in San Francisco at Yoga Tree with uh, Noah Maze and Rocky Heron. And they are one, they're two incredible human beings. Uh, They are some, like, I don't think I've ever met more intelligent people in my life. Um, The way that they can conceptualize things and process information and make it accessible for everybody else out there is incredible. Um, and they've been doing it for for quite a while, and so it's an honor it's it's very humbling and, and it's it's an honor to be leading this training with them and you know them coming and supporting me and also like I'm losing my mind over it because my teachers are going to be like in the room with me while I'm facilitating the entire time, and I'm gonna be like,
1: uh! <laughs> yeah I was just about to ask you've trained yourself with them right
0: oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just finished the training with them this last year and now I'm going even deeper with them, and you know I'm going to be offering a tra- you know this training here in San Francisco, and they're going to be with me side by side, which is just in- incredible, and I'm really pumped about that. But it also means that this year is all about studying, so I have completely shut shut off, shut off my social life, and um, you know I'm just kind of nerding out and being in books, and you know trying to trying to maintain the th- the, the beast and feed the beast while I'm studying and reading a lot of books.
1: Right. Right. Studying yeah. the concepts that you want to teach, but I'm sure also preparing yourself in, in the art of teaching teachers.
0: It's mainly just me sitting in a corner crying a lot, but you know, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's the heart part of community strength, smart heart.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what it is. Cold showers and crying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd be, uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about your experience Running a podcast because this has become something that's um, so meaningful to me. I've had my own experience with it. Tell Tell Dharma Talk community about your podcast, what it's called, and you know the purpose of it. Why you started doing it, and why you continue to do it.
0: Yeah, um, it is. Uh, it's called the Yogi Misfit Sessions. Um, so I'm a deemed self self deemed Yogi Misfit um and i think that there's a lot of community you know you've got your dharma community and uh and i've got my yogi misfits you know all the people who feel that they don't belong or they don't look the part or whatever it is whatever whatever story it is like just come on over and come hang out you're good here um right. and you know when i first started the show it was i was sick at home i had, like a sinus infection or something like that and i was in my bed and i was listening to podcasts cuz i was just bored and I was like, I could do this, and I got shit to talk about, and also, there are a bunch of really cool people that I want to talk to, so why don't I create this, like, podcast, and I did, and I just talked to my friends for, like, the first year. <laughs> um, I did, like, one show a month, and it was just, like, cool, and uh, it's kind of big secret, but when I was younger, I'd always wanted to be in radio. I, uh, I wanted to do, like, voiceover work, and I thought it'd be really cool, and so that maybe this is me, like, Living my stage mom fantasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Well, it's cool um, how like new media allows you to do that. You know, absolutely one hundred percent. Yeah,
0: yeah, one hundred percent. And um, yeah, so I started the show just kind of like for fun. It never was supposed to be you know, like anything. It never was supposed to be what it was. And now it's 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 uh, you know we're a weekly show. Um, I've had some really amazing people like yourself on there, and the show is really having meaningful, meaningful conversations with yogis from all over the world. And it's a way of raising the vibration. It's a way of having collective conscious conversations and, you know, connecting to to community. The podcast is another way to meet other like-minded individuals and to learn something along the way. You know, sometimes it's just to learn about somebody else or to have that story be told so that you can reflect and be like oh maybe this works for me or maybe I can try this on or you know whatever it is but um I do a couple collabs on the show as well so there is a really awesome um um nonprofit that works out of uh, London called Fierce Calm and their whole platform is uh, yoga saves lives and so once a month I have one of their guests or one of their stories on there and we I just interview the guests about how, their story and how yoga changed their lives and saved their lives and then I've got a book club that happens once a quarter. It's um, a part of the show, and then the rest of it, um, we get to just have like I've you know I've talked to you on the show, um, just random people about whatever they do, um, and then yeah, it's just honestly it's <laughs> I just get to call people that I really want to talk to and talk to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which
0: is which is super cool. But it's a, it's, yeah, I like to say that people, you know, that come to the show, the feedback that I've gotten is that when people come to the show, they get something out of it. So I'm down with that.
1: That's great. Yeah. And,
0: and it's fun and it's fun. It's so fun.
1: And I, and (laughs) I echo what you said earlier about, um, you can always learn something just from hearing someone's story. I think that's what I've gotten most out of doing this show is like, yeah, people share practical advice and that's helpful but there is something very meaningful about hearing somebody tell their own personal story in spoken word.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, there's uh, Instagram is great and I love Instagram and I love what it's provided. And I love that you can connect more with another human being by hearing their voice. There is a lot more to, you know, seeing a person and really connecting with the person when you get to hear them. When you get to hear them speak, when you listen to their cadence, when you know you hear the emotion, when you feel the emotion with their voice, yeah. And it's also, you know, one of the other reasons I love it so much is it it creates this platform where I get to have other people share their voices around the world. You know, we've had some pretty intense conversations on the show. You know, we've talked about race on the show. We've talked about, you know, uh, LGBT issues we've talked about you know what it's like to to you know go through rough patches in your life it's it's when we normalize these conversations you know versus trying to keep them under the radar i think it's it does a lot more for the world
1: so folks check out the yogi misfit sessions um subscribe to that podcast so you can hear danny have these um inspiring and thought-provoking conversations quite frankly with lots of people all over the world and Danny, for us, I can't let you go without the final round. The final round of All questions right. is called the prana sure. round. I do ask, I
0: get a lifeline? Do I get lifelines on this or no? No
1: lifelines. No. Oh, man. No, this is the prana round. This is serious.
0: Uh, okay. All right. Is there like a buzzer that I have to hit?
1: Yes, but it's inside okay. your mind. Okay. okay you ready?
0: I'm in. I'm in.
1: In one word, why do you practice yoga? Love what's your favorite yoga pose and why
0: handstand the freedom that it gives me
1: what is the single best cue or piece of advice you've ever received from one of your many teachers love recommend one book either modern or ancient for our listeners
0: Uh, exhale the bullshit by Danny Pomploon
1: (laughs) you have a book not
0: yet. I'm working on it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Up and coming. What's what's the, yeah. what's the current book in your book club from the podcast? Uh, the last book that we did
0: uh, was uh, the Four Agreements. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's that was. I mean, it's, that was one of my favorite. Actually, you pr- probably the the best modern book that um, um, that I could recommend is uh, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck.
1: Oh yeah, I've read that one. Do you remember yeah. the author's name? Mark Manson. Mark Manson, right. Yeah. Incredible book. Sweet. Okay. And then um, next question is, is yoga for everyone? Yes. Final question. How can our audience get in touch with you and how can we support you in your dharma?
0: Uh, Danny DannyPalmplune on any social channel. And the best thing you can do to support me in my dharma is to be you continue to be your badass self. Remember that you're a badass. Remember that when times get tough, when you forget, to check back into your heartbeat and to remember that you're here for a purpose and exhale the bullshit. Just, just be in it. Be human and try and forget and then be human again and come back over and over and over again.
1: Amazing. Exhale the bullshit. Be human and come back. Danny, thank you so much for sharing your time with me. It was, this was cool. I, I really enjoyed our conversation and I feel that um, that many of the listeners of this program will hop on over and check out more from your podcast and everything you've got going on. So I thank you and wish you a beautiful day. Same brother, such a good time always. Hey Dharma Talk community. If you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button right now. And if you'd like to show your support even more, leave me an honest review on iTunes or whatever podcast directory you listen on. You can also make a financial contribution to keep the show up and running, a donation at henrywins.com. And remember, I'm here to serve you. So if you have any questions or comments or ideas, you can always reach me on Instagram at HenryWins. Otherwise, I'll speak to you next week. Keep living your dharma.